You are now listening to the Curtis King Podcast. What's going on with you music producers and welcome to another episode of the Curtis King Podcast. If this is your first time watching and or listening, I just want to say thank you for watching and listening. Uh, whether it's the traditional platforms, the Spotify podcast, the Apple podcast or whatever it is that you're listening from, I want to say thank you and definitely give us a five star rating. Do all that stuff that you do on the podcast. Um, for those on YouTube, you obviously know this is a it's a very, very special day because we have a special guest. You know, usually we don't have any guests, you know, obviously because of COVID, you know, yeah. the situation has been over the last year. But uh, the guests we have today, my look, look, yo, what? Uh, what's happening? It's Hannibal Barris. What's up? Hannibal Barris, what are you doing here at the Curtis King podcast, man? I'm chilling, man. Chilling. chilling. Hey. Here. It's uh, it's weird being able to see your screen. Yeah. Let me take that down. No, no. <laughs> it's just it's just I'll, I'll be able to. It's fine, but it's I just because I now just is just seeing. Oh, you got four hundred eighty gigs free. <laughs> <laughs> you good? You ain't got to worry about it. It don't even exist no more. Okay, it's I was just good. really. It just feels okay. He good. He good. That's a lot of gigs. It's a lot of. You gonna be all right? He no, gonna, gonna be, be all good. right. We he can be... do a lot of things. He can create for a, a while without worry. Right. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot of space. Half well, a terabyte. He's good. We good on space. We good yeah. on space. The biggest thing is just, you know, technology. Whenever you just, whenever you decide to do anything, technology mm-hmm. likes to remind you it's boss. Yeah. And that happens a lot for my audience. They know it happens a lot that we get in here and um, you know, all of a sudden I call her F Eliana. It's not F Oh, the F- F- yeah. F Eliana when she mm-hmm. starts Acting a little bit different, I'm like, oh, okay, we got a little attitude. Yeah, you F Eliana right now. That's I'm gonna just yeah. let you happen like that. That's but, that's how I feel about my Sonos. Your Sonos? What? Yeah. You got a nickname for your Sonos when it starts acting up? Uh, no, I just it's just so fickle. Yeah, and then I just sometimes <laughs> I feel like it's really against me, and right. just and just why does it do that? And sometimes it just won't show up. And right. then two minutes later, hey, here I am. <laughs> and then oh, you needed me to work today. You needed me to work. Uh, some it's just the feel. I and I was watching um, Flying Lotus new new anime, mm. and it made me think maybe I should make an anime about betrayal with my Sonos. <laughs> look, look, there's an audience for it. There's absolutely, an audience for it. There's not even a doubt about that. But I want to address. I mean, yeah. you know, we've been chopping it up here. Um, you drove all the way out here. Uh, and it's 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 definitely a pleasure as someone who's been a fan of of your your your, your comedy specials and just your approach to comedy in general. Uh, we were talking about a name that you know you and I are both very familiar with, in Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. And um, what I loved about his comedy that sort of I guess prepared me mm-hmm. for when I was started to watch comedians like yourself um, is it at first you you like. Did it start? Like, did the joke start? And yeah. then before you know it, you already in it. And it's like, yo, this this might be the funniest thing I've ever watched. Yeah. So, but uh, I I I appreciate your approach to things, and um, yeah, I just I, I want to address the elephant in the room, and that folks are probably asking, how how in the hell does something like this happen? Like, I'm on my IG, I'm just doing my live stream. Yeah. Might have been like 30, 40 people in there, and then I see a name pop up, and I'm like, yo, shout out to you, Curtis. I enjoy the videos, and you Work. know, and I'm like. Wait, it's a troll account. It's a troll account. It's a troll account with a verified. I'm gonna figure this out later. But uh, after seeing it, man, how how in the hell did you find my content first and foremost? 
your a video popped up on YouTube that mm. said, "Stop sitting on your music." Mm. And on this very podcast, actually. yeah. And so I said, "Well, I'm sitting on a bunch of music." Mm. <laughs> and I think that's something yeah. that folks probably have. I mean, they maybe they only have known you unless they're part of your audience, of course. Yeah. Maybe they have only known you from doing the stand-up comedy and the movies mm. and the voiceover work that you have done, uh, which we definitely got to chop it up about. But this transition into music, man, um, this is another reason why we're here today. It's yeah. not just for the podcast. We're definitely working on some music today. Um, how does that transition happen? Yeah. And like how recent or how far back does it go? It goes back a, a while where, and now I've gotten more serious and intentional and booking a lot of sessions right. and, and really working on a lot of stuff. But I was making songs before I started doing comedy. Me and my uh, homie Dave back when I was 17, 18. Right. Freestyling, he had a little beat machine. And so started doing comedy, but still was adjacent to hip hop because I was hosting poetry and hip hop open mics. Right. And I even battle rapped in college. Really? A couple times. What? I was in back just because I was at that point, 1920, just looking for a way to be on stage. And I knew that battle rap was about getting a reaction. Sheesh. And so I've been freestyling and, and messing for, you know, since I was a, a teenager and right. recorded songs early uh, and just started doing stand up and then didn't use the free time to also keep working on. I was kind of just locked in on stand-up mm -hmm. just because it was easier to do, too. I think that was part of it. Right. Because you could just show up to an open mic. Music has a little bit of a friction level, sure. especially in, you know, early 2000s where you have to, you know, get some stuff or book. Absolutely. Uh, and so, I, at that point yeah, this is me reflecting back on why I didn't do it more over this course what of time. Kind of transition you went yeah. through. Yeah. And, um... And so was always talking about making a mixtape or I would host friends mixtapes and freestyle on stuff. Right. And and so now with the with the pandemic happening, I did a little bit of stand up, but stand up shows are weird and not like they used to be so for the most part. Yeah. And I think now they're getting a little bit but for the you know, the ones I did last year was drive ins, it was weird. And so music <laughs> music you can still you can work on it without the process being really that effective. Right. You can still kind of work on it and, and you don't have to do it in front of people and think about all these things. You can just kind of do your thing and, and still have that, that outlet. So right, right. it has been, I've been able to lock in on it more lately because I'm not doing shows and having my mind on that and, you know, dealing with that. And so, uh, yeah, I've been just, you know, and and then also not locking myself into just doing goofy songs too, which I can do. Because right, I mean that's the first. I feel like that's the first stereotype yeah. when you're thinking about folks who transition from, you know, being in a in a in a comedic standpoint, and you built you built your audience yeah. off of your comedy and your brand of comedy, and so those are gonna be the first people who are gonna naturally yeah. check you out and see what you're doing. It 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 does become a thing where it's like, well, how do you make that transition? And it still be authentic to who you are beyond the person that they've met. Yeah, Has it's that kind of been a, a conversation you've had. It's a conversation. It's an internal thing that's constant because mm -hmm. the goofy songs of the 
the fun, it's you know it's a easy piece of cake to sure. to make the hook and just have a fun flow and fun concept. You do a visual to it. It's like you know, I, yeah. You know, you know, you know how like, how that rollout's gonna look before that rollout's yeah. Been done with. Yeah, and and so it's the I'm thinking about how to how to balance it and still have a song that you know is not that's just a technically well written good song, sure, which I sure. can do also. It's a little tougher. But it's supposed to be. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. And so it's, I've been working on those where it takes more time to do that. And, and okay, I can do both of these songs. And so mm-hmm. now what I'm thinking about, and maybe I'm overthinking about it, which is how to put And I think it's just, you know, do just them go. both. Just put the shit out just as go. best as it could be, whatever gotcha. it is. <laughs> and just put, and so that's, but uh, I'm excited to really start, start doing it because I've been having a lot of fun doing it and just, you know, working on and rewriting and and that type of thing because I come from stand up and rewriting. So mm. being able to give something space and then come back to it and add to it is natural to me. And just you know, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun you know last you know it's been six months or so where I've been really locked in before it was sporadic doing sessions doing having these things but now it's been in a, in a more real music mind state and it's been it's been cool because you think about you know how to drop it and how to you know yeah well, how, I, I guess yeah. This is my question too is is the stuff that you've learned in your career because mm-hmm. how, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy 19 just years comedy in general just have been in the industry 19 years 19 years yeah there's, I was 19 yeah there's gotta be things that you can that are like transferable knowledge yeah into what you're doing with the music if I'm correct right yeah it's just well I know how to perform already sure you know and put and putting together a show and sequencing and mm-hmm. and the project management aspect of it right. you know what I mean which is a, a, a part of it too and knowing just having a clear vision on shit and and having access also to to that uh, to great production, right? And, but then making it so where <laughs> okay, yeah. but then also that's a challenge too because I don't want to only be like of course he got these fire beats and he's right. not getting busy because I can get some of the See, be- and, <laughs> and, that, and that's where I got to bring in a tidbit because I know there's po- folks in my audience right now that's yeah. like. Oh, you old cap and ass, Curtis. You you said you wasn't working with no artists. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. Hear me out. I got to a place where, and it's it's crazy. We've had yeah. we've had a couple of discussions talking about when you're doing the thing that you're doing. Yeah. And you finally get some downtime. You start looking around, and you're like, how much of this represents where I'm at right now mm-hmm. mentally and where I want to go? Yeah. And I think as as working with artists, I got, I just got so sick of the like you're just lower on the totem pole as an, as a producer. And you know what I'm saying? Like we do all of this music. And then when the, <laughs> when it comes to conversation about business and split sheets, Oh, you just got to holler at my manager. Where's your manager yeah. at? Oh, he's, you know, he's off somewhere else. Uh, and it's like, it just makes it a frustrating conversation where it's like, what, what are we really doing? Mm-hmm. What are we, are we, are we building? Are we, you know, what, what, what is happening? And especially when you have it in your mind that you have your own goals as a producer yeah. What does that look like? And I know that this transition into the internet and doing what I'm think, doing now, like the majority of what I was doing early on in my career was working with other artists. The majority mm-hmm. of what I'm doing now is streaming and creating content for YouTube. Yeah. 
And so it got me to a space where I was like, financially, I don't need that to make mm-hmm. it happen. So if any project I jump in is going to be a passion project. Right. But even then, when you reached out, I was like, it's like, man, I was like, well, let me hear what the music sound like. Yeah. Then you sent me some references. I was like, oh, no, we cooking. We cooking. We cooking. Yeah, so man. It's dope to see that you, you, you make that transition and you're like, this is this is you're going to get all of me and not just like you said the the, the layup yeah yeah it's um that's been great too just seeing the growth too right. from doing it consistently sure sure over a few and just seeing oh i'm getting more presence or even i remember in, in october november okay i wrote some stuff that was double time mm-hmm and Uh-oh. <laughs> I was just fumbling on the shit. Yeah. I was just like, why the fuck? I was trying to lay it down. And then I'm like, these words aren't that tough. I it's not that sure. many. And I I've just, been talking my whole life. I've been like, talking my whole life and I kept on. <laughs> and it was just and so, you know. Yeah. I it took me a few t- a lot of time. I was trying to make the I remember making I remember specifically being in my living room trying to make this video. Uh-huh. Uh I mean getting these bars off where I'm like, man, there's so many words and this is only 20 seconds. This feels like a fucking hoax anyway. What was the video for? Kind of as a reference? Just as to, a to me just trying you... to get this, this, these lines down and okay. shit. Okay. And just like trying so much to, to, uh, to, and then fumble. And then now months later where I added on to that and I'm able to kind of do it with, with ease mm-hmm. just through practice and mm-hmm. shit. Like, oh, it is just, it's like anything where you just, work on that shit you're gonna get that move you're gonna right. get the fucking layup right. or you'll be able to <laughs> you work find on your yeah. layups in the process yeah it like and, and and i imagine it 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 kind of had probably was the same you probably were using some of the same things that you learned within comedy and when you started first doing stand-up and uh, i definitely want to talk about how you got your start mm. with that but I, i'm assuming that the transition, like it wasn't like you were learning, learning all over again. Right. Yeah. I had done songs already. I, right. you know, right, right. written stuff before and done. And so conceptually, I feel like I'm good with just ideas on songs and coming up with, with hooks. So really the challenge is, you know, living up to my own technical standards in my head. You know what I'm saying? What kind of artists are we talking about when, when, when you're thinking about a song that, lyrically does it for you mm-hmm. what kind of bar are you setting like what kind of art- artists are coming to mind when you start to think about that because people like yeah. most folks when they jump into music like you know it's a vibe man it's a vibe yeah. bro like you don't have to worry about all that just just spit just come just rap what comes to mind yeah but to care that much about the technicality about the t- like that, that yeah. has to come from a certain there's a yeah there's man. a place and there's a place for all of it there's yeah. a place for just ah, is it, sure, ah, sure. Ah, there's a place for you know and there's a place for just really you know Going getting there, out man. a lot of ideas um lupe fiasco mm. definitely and um yeah fonte, fonte from little brother yeah fonte is amazing just his presence on the mic is 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 wild it's just the, just there that mm. comfort it's like he's talking. The same thing I feel about my favorite is art is uh, Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. It's three stacks because I feel like there's been so many times I'm listening to a song and I forget yeah. I'm listening to a song. Yeah. Like he's up here telling me about a situation in which 
like if I'm not mistaken, I forget the name of the song, but it was an outcast song. And he's talking about like the first time, I guess, that he experienced porn. Mm -hmm. And like he's telling a story or even like the one on ele elevators where mm -hmm. he's talking about the guy that stops him in the middle of the, uh, of the, of the mall the other day. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about smoke some. Man, remember me from school? No, mm -hmm. not really. But the hot, the comfort level to have that yeah. is something to aspire to. Huh? The comfort is because it's stuff where I've laid it down and the words are there. Yeah. And I hear, I say, I don't sound, I don't sound as comfortable as I want to sound uh, right there. Though I'm hitting the words, mm -hmm. but something in the voice and in the, is where it needs a little something. Yeah. I need to like, <laughs> I don't know if it's whatever it is, like be bouncing around a little more in there. Yeah. But the comfort level and the presence is not, is not there on this particular mm -hmm. one. And so it's just finding, okay, what am I? Is it the is it the beat? Is it the is it or is it just needing to know it even better? Just so where it's just a part of you, and so I think from writing and 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 all of my other experience, stand up and all that, that kind of makes me you know like be able to know know it right away sure. and not just kind of not sit in it too long, like for and just knowing okay that's what it needs to be. All right, right. this is and and just uh. And so it's been it's been fun like that, man. man. Just and just you make know. art and make peace. Make art yeah. and make peace with whatever came that day was supposed yeah. to come that day for whatever particular reason. Yeah. Uh, I guess my last question on that particular topic is: is do you think that? Because I equate as an artist, I equate when you're you're rapping and you're you know you're putting you're putting these words and and trying to make it seem like a very seamless conversation between mm -hmm. you and the listener. I, I equate that to almost reading a script. Like mm -hmm. you're the actor yeah. that has to nail this and make me believe that you're doing whatever you say you're doing, whether that's yeah. trapping, whether that's, you know, telling a story about heartbreak. Uh, do you feel like that maybe, because I know you, you've done, of course, yeah. script reading, all that stuff. Do you think that that has added any benefits or any kind of yeah. advantage in it? Yeah, definitely. And definitely voice acting, voice too. Voice acting, ah, especially. Because you just, you give, you go in, and you're, you 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 have your line, right? You have your line, and you right. got your line. You got your line. You got your line. Right. You got your line. And so you give them a few sure. moves, and then they use whatever they use for the pro. So being able to know that that you know, there's different ways to approach it. Mm. Staying still, staying with you within yourself. But sure. you know, I mean, sometimes fun fun to rap in a, an accent too. Man, I mean, look, look. I, I always feel, you know, and there's there's a yeah. few folks that that um, you know, I've I've been fans of, uh, just as comedians in general, and then honestly, like some of the the newer uh comedians or the influencers mm -hmm. and whatnot, who I see they make this natural transition mm -hmm. into music, and I get excited to see that because I immediately I'm thinking, you're gonna bring something different, yeah, just based upon you and the way that you view the world. That's part of your job is mm -hmm. like helping us see normal things that are funny as shit. Yeah. So. It's, uh, because <laughs> one of the songs, I sent you one of the songs. Yeah, yeah, you sent me a couple of them. Uh, that's, it's pretty crazy. And it's one of them where I, I, I like the idea, but also it's, it's so silly right. that I kind of, but I feel like I, I'm leaning into the idea where I'm like, fuck it. It's Monsters Never Have Diarrhea, which is just from a, <laughs> A mushroom jam session and shit, just yeah. having, but it's just a fun thing. And but it's just not, you know. I know what that's trying to do. But then there's the other track I said you that's in a different, yeah. in, in different zone. But monsters never have diarrhea. I feel like 
is 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 silly, but it is important in its own way. <laughs> I mean, no pun intended. It's some real shit, you know. It's, it, <laughs> no pun yeah. intended. It's some real shit. But yeah, the, when I when I and that's the thing about it too. Like, yeah, when I heard it, I I I saw. You can tell lyricists can tell when you're mm-hmm. listening. And mind you, I'm somebody that that is not a purist when I say lyricist. Mm-hmm. When I put lyricists in there, I'm talking about all the way from a Nas to mm-hmm. a Jay Z to a Sugar Free mm-hmm. to a DJ Quick. Yeah, because I I, I I shared a lyric from uh, Sugar Free in which my man's did a whole math equation in the middle of a song. Yeah, and uh, was talking about his age and dog years since yeah. he's a dog and it was giving you all of this game and then he was carrying the two and every word was still rhyming and then at the towards the end of it he was like um that makes if i carry the two that makes me 168 <laughs> yeah. but he said he said wait in the middle of it and he said that makes me 168 you gotta think did this man weigh 168 pounds on top of this analogy yeah. so like that level of you can tell when to, people care yeah. and going into their own world a little bit just really diving can you play that Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let me play that for you. Hold on. Let me pull that up. I'm gonna have to cut it off for for YouTube, but I'm I'm gonna pull the song yeah. up and y'all. I, I'll give you guys a reference to it. Uh, matter of fact, no, no. I'm gonna just do this. I'm gonna play it from my actual Twitter account because that is where I shared that clip. Where is it at? Is it here? Yes. Yeah, thing is going off. <laughs> <laughs> come on come on stop it with the finger waves too like stop yeah stop. he's locked in he's like, just this he is what it is nothing. he said so so i'm i look at that and i'm like you can tell when someone it doesn't matter how long you've been doing. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what, what you're into. You can tell somebody like lyricists can just yeah. tell. You can sense that this person cares about how they're coming at this topic. They care mm-hmm. that it's conceptually. They care how they sound. Yeah. But then not caring so much where it's not cool anymore. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's folks who lyrical, spiritual, lyrical, mm-hmm. and that's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, where it doesn't it? Yeah, where lose touch with the people. Right, where it's no word, yeah, it's only words and stuff, and it doesn't matter where, the, yeah, if yeah. you're just saying stuff, and yes. it's not connecting the same way as other people that don't, because it's not truly where you're coming from. You're just mm-hmm. kind of trying to paint by numbers a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, it, it gave me flashback. You said that my wife was playing paint by numbers when yeah. she was pregnant. That was that was a that was a, that was a great crazy time. I never yeah. forget that game. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had, I had a random. I had a random mediation moment. But hey, you good? You good? You good? <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, but I'm. I put out this 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 track. Cheers. That's just a. Because I got really into the idea that uh. Why why don't why don't British rappers, pop off in the states, mm. but. Uh, British people in other fields are able to have like the comedians and the, Idris Albas, yeah, yeah, actors yeah. and singers, and it's the rap doesn't hit the same. It's mostly the accent thing and just you know American yeah. clothes, my, but it was just you know just started this dumb track, cheers, <laughs> just doing it, just and just acting. <laughs> if you just commit to this world, that's what that's the thing too, locking into a world just um, immediately with oh, this is some this is a star right. over there. Like East London, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Everybody out that. there. Just right away in your 
everybody, you make some noise out there. Just you already. You just committed. I just wanted, you can't look. You can already came too What's far. What's up, everybody? Cheers. Yeah, we're out here. Brixton. It's just some silly. It's fun, and that's a you know. And then you gotta live in that the whole time, but that's yeah. a fun you know in a in for a three minutes for this three minutes. For this three minutes that's his own little yeah. little world, you know. Uh, I respect it, man, because I, I I know that that's that's so difficult for people. But this is the age to do it in. I feel yeah. like people are so open to music that is experiences. Like we we were talking about, even like how NFTs are yeah. monetizing these experiences mm-hmm. and saying I have a piece of it. Like one of my favorite battle rappers, um, uh, uh, well, why is his name not coming to me right now? Uh, 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 no, you finna get this work. You oh, the one. Oh, oh. Why am I just? I know part. loaded lux. Loaded lux. Yeah, oh loaded lux. man, he is selling an NFT of the gray hoodie. Yeah, the original gray hoodie that, like, when they say like a hoodie, hoodie lux, like he's selling an NFT for the gray hoodie. When I saw that, that's what. Like, if you ever had any questions about what a hoodie, what a what an NFT is, that's when I saw it, and I was like, we're finally monetizing yeah. moments in yeah. file formats mm-hmm. that before didn't mean anything because a download could be one of a gajillion yeah right think back to when soldier boy was going viral in the very beginning mm-hmm. and you thought he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna legally download this new outcast album no yeah. you're not that's it. you every <laughs> single song that you download. so like thinking about that now folks have found a way to kind of monetize that uh but those are the experiences man you got to yeah. create those for people now absolutely the loaded lux um I watched. I remember watching that battle with some some friends at my spot last year. Okay. And it was just. I think I was a little high, and it just was too. It was too so much. intense. <laughs> it was great, but it was just he was going in so much. Mm-hmm. After that went off, I had to put on the sound of the ocean and shit. Like put me <laughs> on some four hundred seventy two megahertz. Like it was just so. Yeah. It was just just. Every, <laughs> I had guests and shit. And everybody, okay, we need time. <laughs> we gotta, even if everybody else chill, everybody got to chill. Hey, we, gotta we gotta relax. Got, after wow, that, like that was who. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, somebody else who does that, and it's crazy because I, bro, I used to work at Quiznos with this guy. You'll yeah. never guess. Battle rap, and I know you've heard of. Him. If you're in the battle rap, I know you heard of him. Daylight. Yeah. Daylight. I used to work at Quiznos with Daylight. Huh. And he used to, back when he was doing what he does now, it was just called lying. Yeah. <laughs> now it's called trolling. Oh. But back then, it, he was telling him, he would do stuff like we'd be in, in the, you know, he was doing music at the time and whatnot. We'd be uh, closing up Quiznos in Carson, California, cl- closing up Quiznos. And he'd be like, hey, you ever used an NPC before, Curtis? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't really like it. He was like, yeah. First time I used it, I was at DJ Quick's house. Everything was red in there. <laughs> we just walk in the back. <laughs> and you know when people say things like, oh, I'm just playing, or, I'm just yeah. joking. He's just, he'll stand on it? He commit to it, right? Or then I would go to his MySpace page and he would have like, and I'm, you know, this this the homie, so he knows. I'm, yeah. I've told these stories before. But I go to his MySpace page and I would see like, like, I'll give you a great example. He came to the to the, to the quiz notes and he was late and I, I was the manager. I was like, bro, what's up, man? Why are you mm. late? And he was like, he was limping. He was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong? What happened? He said, bro, I kicked a basketball off the rim. Like a 10-foot rim? Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and clock in. <laughs> yeah. 
now when you see him in his in his lane yeah. like he's obviously he's you know he's going to a whole other level in, in stratosphere but yeah. at that time it's just like now it's the time for giving people experiences yeah giving people he's another one of those battle rappers that i'm like yeah i gotta i, I need a, a little moment of silence after yeah. this yes yeah, <laughs> i was judging those two lies on on different scales okay okay the first one when he said everything was red there in the MVC, yeah, I said that's that's harmless fun right sure. there. Just throwing it out there, just throwing us out there, just throwing it out there. Who cares? <laughs> that just keeps it interesting. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, let's just close up, make it up, don't work. I good. mean, you gotta get you know you, the work thing is a little yeah, more I'll, shady. I forgive you. I'll let you but get the, with that the, one. the DJ Quick one, that's just you know, you know keep hey. it keep it funky. Just make up some <laughs> shit. Who cares? Like it's, it's not, that, it's no, not that deep. it's no it's consequences. Not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> just why that? Everything was red. So what? Sure, sure. <laughs> it's not that deep. But then when the, the basketball went, and I was like, okay, you got to at least get me <laughs> a JK. On, you, you put you got, me in a spot now. <laughs> now I got to explain this. <laughs> See, bro, just, you know, bro. <laughs> I got to talk to somebody else. He got he got what we call boosties in basketball. Yeah. And he kicked the basketball off the rim. But shout yeah. out to Daylight and, and uh, just that whole scene. Because I feel like that, I don't know how you feel about just battle rap in general. When it's not overwhelming, yeah. it definitely can be uh uh, like a huge source of inspiration to just like stretching your brain out and doing new uh, things. They go in, man. The yeah. writing that they do and the preparation. Sure. They make you care about. And that other battle from 2014 when you were battling him, you should have been battling me. Yeah, I was right there with the hat on. Your girl was right by me. And she kept looking at me, winking all smiley. Then I fucked that bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the other person just sitting there like this. They, they sitting like this. <laughs> You got that? You got that? Yeah, you got that. And she and, and, and the girl in the back too, like, you're not gonna say that. It's, it's okay. Like, yeah, they, it's they, so that's something, that's something else too. And and and, and it's funny because another post that I put up, I'm sorry, I got I got sugar free staring at you right now. But, uh, there's another post that I put up and it's funny because I want to share this with you now that I'm I'm on here. Um where where it's talking about ironically the same thing that made you click on one of my videos, but I put up this is pretty much the basketball equivalent of saying, uh, "Damn, that's cool. You kind of, kind of did go up." Okay, hold on. Let me, let me. I need to just find my page because now it's starting to get active. Okay, let me just find my page. Um, I don't know if you saw this. This basketball player. Oh, you about to get his shit slapped, huh? <laughs> so for those who didn't see it, I'm, I'm gonna try to put this up on the in the in the, in the edit and whatnot. There's a basketball player who was basket. He was just dribbling. He's kind of like following uh, Julian Newman's example in that viral meme that went out there. And he's dribbling like crazy. He he literally long arm throws the basketball at the at his opponent's head, which should have been a fight already to begin with. Yeah. Uh, and then he does his crazy dribble and just bricks it. And I said. In quotations, I'm waiting until my music is perfect before I release it. Yeah, that's what folks be looking like. Yeah, I'm about to per man. Wait till I touch it up. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna mix and master this, and when I get this right, it's gonna be perfect. And they just throw their shot, and then it's like nobody care. It's like <laughs> it's, just put the music out, man. Yeah, just get it going. It's yeah, cause it's just yeah, it, how it goes initially. Sometimes is not how you think it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna go that, or, or the initial push that you think is gonna make it. Yeah. Oh. And like, nope, nope. You're gonna need to give that 
another month of yeah. effort to really <laughs> to get it across sometimes. How much can you really learn about people? And, I, and somebody else put it, they were like, you know, you know, damn, you'll be having a whole album rollout. And I guess the same thing applies to even folks who are trying to project what's going to happen for a movie mm-hmm. or what's going to happen for an event. It's like you're talking about predicting the behavior of people who don't remember what they had for lunch the day before. Yeah. And you're trying to predict how they're going to react based upon, I'm going to put this video out first, I'm going to do this. Not to say there's no need for the strategy, but it gets to a point where it's like, what are we really trying to predict and can we predict that? It's too many variables. With the music, it's tougher. Uh, Because with live events, you can kind of, you could gauge shit a little bit better and be like, okay, I'm doing this for this. I know that people come in at this. But music, just because of the internet, you're more... Uh, dependent on the algorithm and shit like that Man. or how it's going to go if it's going to get to the folks you really wanted to you know and the art if the artwork doesn't you know timing yeah that Things type of shit yeah. yeah it's really it's uh it's wow because it's some songs where it's a lot of songs where I'm like why isn't this why it's not hitting why don't everybody know this song mm-hmm. just stuff that I like this and that you think it's kind of Bro. This is the this is crazy. Nobody, but there's so many that everybody that you know. It's so much shit out there. It's always it's so a, much shit out there. It is, and it's and, and and people have their own reasons for why they like the the shit they like. Yeah, like I'll I'll be putting together a beat and and be like forty layers of just music, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, this is I'm on my Mozart, like I'm on mm-hmm. my, my 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 Kanye. I'm I'm doing my thing, and then it's like, it's cool. It's just really dark. Is, yeah. is the response as opposed to something I work on for like five minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. That might be the best thing you ever did. And it's like, really? It's just, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> your taste is not the the same as everybody. No, you, you it's know, not. it's not at all. No. It, and it's good to make stuff, but it, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing realizing is people don't, yeah. While I'm cutting something, that's mm-hmm. not, oh, this, yeah, right here is how to, <laughs> They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's uh, but it's fun sometimes too. Just sure. you know, I just started editing video last year. How's that been? Um, it's been cool. I don't do it all, the t- but I just know how to just do basic cuts and 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 put music. Shit that was really simple that I, I it hit me. I could have been doing this for About years. Myself. I could have yeah. been working on shit on the road, and mm-hmm. I just been kind of shipping out or just doing basic, easy travel stuff. Right. And, oh, it's easy to just cut here, cut here, da-da-da. You could do something. And so it was nice to, you know, know I can do it because it's kind of like being, you know, producing your own shit, being able to right away. And this is this like within the last year of things? This was last year. Yeah, over the last year. How did that affect? Like, obviously it affected all of Mm -hmm. us, but, you know, how, how did that directly affect you know, the, I'm sure you, you you had all kind of momentum. I remember seeing you on the Eric Andre show and just seeing you show up in different places. The Spider Man moved me, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's moving, you yeah. know, and, and it's and it's very obvious for everybody who's watching, especially those who are fans of your work. Mm-hmm. What, how was how was it initially, and um, sort of how did it affect things and still affect things in your work that you're doing? Here's a very specific effect. It affected how I put out my last special, Miami Nights, mm. uh, because there was a lot of time to be around that wouldn't have normally been around. Okay. And think. Right. And so I had a 
a deal with Netflix, actually. Okay. Um, and it was supposed to come out in July, and then I just kind of was sitting around. I was sitting around just thinking about it. Like, oh, man. It's, and I didn't want to sell it fully to them it was a good number but i just kind of got in my head i want to keep it Mm -hmm. uh and decided to just put it out on youtube oh wow independently uh and and yeah i wouldn't have done that if i if it was no covid and i was kind of on the road because i wouldn't have had time to think right but in my mind then i'm oh if i put out netflix we're not on the road right now so it doesn't have the immediate effects yeah that's why I say a lot of folks are holding music because it can't tour it. Can't so they, really yeah. With it so anymore. some, yeah. So that so was to make the decision easier for you. Because I'm, I imagine most folks in that situation, um, that's, I mean, that's that's a a, 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 a huge company, obviously, mm-hmm. and and for a lot of folks that would be their calling card. Yeah. But the fact that you were able to have the the the, and you know, I'm all about ownership. My channel, we that's all we talk yeah. about is ownership of your your stuff. Um, to be able to make a decision like that, do you think that COVID made it easier for you to have the clarity and just kind of go? Or were you already in that headspace? I, if I was going to do it, I should have done it. I was already pretty far in with them where it was it was funky business. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Where they were, for real, dog. You yeah. did. <laughs> I'm do this right now. <laughs> right? What, dog? It, it's, it was made since July, you know, and, that, and they want, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the mode it's supposed to be delivering the shit mm-hmm. around then and they they had it actually it was they were in the captioning metadata mode right, of the right, shit right, right. and I pulled it and so that's what I I don't regret the decision I regret the timing of the decision uh, because that that made it uh, a little little funky with some folks I, I know for a while yeah, you know? uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we gotta but uh, as far yeah but it just didn't it was just having that time Cause I would have been probably on the road or doing other stuff. I would have been saying, "Yeah, we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah, and, that, and you know, that's going forward. And then we're gonna work on other shit." But sitting in the crib, just me, yeah, just kind of, you know what? I want to be able to release my shit on a Russian TV station if I want Man. to, or just do random yeah. shit. I started thinking of the possibilities. Uh, none of which I've done so far. I'm gonna re-release it soon, but I mean, but you, yeah, but just like having that thought there, was, yeah. yeah. And so it was just that was, but that was a major one. Um, and then just, you know, yeah, just sitting working on shit and going through old footage and you know, getting my iPad and then seeing like, oh, I work better when I'm able to touch mm-hmm. versus trying to work on the computer when I'm able to touch and make right, a beat right. of touch. You know that that. that make that keeps me more engaged with the work sure and so learning those type of things uh is, is what is what happened that's time. huge that's yeah. huge you got to find your systems it's crazy because i just did a um i did a video on my channel about tips for music producers with adhd mm. and there was a reddit post that i actually just shared like i don't have adhd but after reading that post i was like maybe i do yeah. <laughs> i was like i was i was looking at some of the symptoms that the producer was talking about and it was something that made me realize, like, sometimes we give advice sort of in a, in a vacuum. We give advice yes. to a general public and have no idea sort of what somebody has to has how they how they can how they have to personally break it down and dice mm-hmm. it down. And this makes you really empathetic for like you have no idea for yeah. what somebody is kind of experiencing in that. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it's huge to systemize it, I guess. Yeah. Just to figure out 
that the time really forced me to examine how I work mm. and what I need to to be effective. Right. And also the the part I'm getting at now is how to tell my team how to work with me better. Like uh. and and so and in hiring people and with and now with newer people letting them know this is how I this is what my shit is. Right. I'm bad at the organizing all this part, sure. da 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 da. So this is where I need you to be. versus just, you know, having an assistant. Like this is where my shit is. God, and that, okay. if where before it was just kinda all right, work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We do we do stuff. Where yeah. now I was it was, So were you not as hands on with things or were you like Because I'm trying to figure out like how 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 did that how was that? My thing was I had a power struggle in that it was hard for me to delegate mm -hmm. responsibilities because I'm yeah. on the line and it's my brand on the line. Yeah. And it's like I learned so many things from video editing and all mm -hmm. these different things you're talking about. I had to learn that as a byproduct of if I don't do it, nobody's going to care as much as, as I was my mentality at yeah. first. Nobody's going to care as much about it as I'm going to care about it. But at some point in time. I burnt out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's kind of like a one, one, one way that you can get into this headspace. I burnt out and I realized it was just like, you shouldn't do it. First of all, you shouldn't want to just do it by yourself, especially when somebody can be a hundred percent at something that you just don't have the ability or the time and the headspace mm -hmm. to do it in. But what scenario were you in? Was it a matter of like, I trust you, you do your job and you go ahead and do it. Or was it like, were you hands on with everything within your career? I was hands on with a lot of yeah. stuff and still still am, you know, like I'll yeah, I'll just kind of get in the mix with stuff. And and so now is I'm better at recognizing when it's it's it's, it's slowing shit down. Mm, like what's it, why why is it slow? Is it me? Oh yeah, it's me. Okay. Right. What the fuck happened to it? Me. Okay. Yeah, just so now kind of yeah. figuring out Okay. Oh, who's holding this? I'm holding this up, so I need to put somebody in place over here yeah. that and just tell them, "Hey, don't let me hold. Like, this is what the plan." And just kind of building the the structure. Yeah. But being in the mix, though, again, it, it, I just think about just being willing to go to the random shit. So in twenty two years ago, uh, I was in L in L A. I just filmed special on February 2nd and then on my birthday the 4th I was just looking on Eventbrite April 4th? 4th? Uh, February 4th February 4th okay yeah. okay. I'm about to say happy belated but uh, <laughs> so it's a little belated belated, yeah. belated but go ahead <laughs> I look uh, I look up shit on Eventbrite to go to okay just different music shit conferences you find some stuff that you know somebody might not you know you... sure sure and so it was this conference digital entertainment world okay and I said, you know what? It was at, it's in Marina Del Rey. I said, fuck it. Let me just go to this random conference on my birthday. Mm -hmm. And so I get there. It's a hello. It's a conference like ticket. I forget how much. It was like maybe eight hundred or thousand dollars. And okay. I say, you know what? Fuck it. Let Let's me just go. let me go and just see what happens in this motherfucker. So I go right. see some talks. Walk around. And it's a couple feet. Couple people speak. And there's one cat. Hey man, I'm a huge fan. Blah, blah, blah. I like the podcast. Blah, blah. I said, thank you, man. And walk around. Maybe, 20 minutes later, he comes back, hey, man, actually, we're doing this uh, commercial for Final Fantasy, the video game. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, you'd be good in it. And at the time, they were trying to cast somebody that didn't pan out. But the deal ends up coming together. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy commercial with me 
and Tom Holland, who's Spider-Man. Yikes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was like, it was six digits, you know, yeah. just from being in this random room that just I just, taking a chance and just going in and just, you know, and just getting into spots that representation, mm-hmm. good representation is great. Right. But then it's not all, they're not always going, it's different nooks and crannies mm-hmm. in the game that, you know, if you, if you go to the right spot and obviously it, I had my reputation and things going sure. that, that worked in there, but I had to go there to get, I didn't get it on the random. I just yeah. put myself in this spot where somebody went, oh shit, yeah, yeah. And that's, man, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a part of your job description and what you do to be the face and be around, but yeah. it's so challenging, especially for creatives in my space, producers that, you know, they're kind of antisocial yeah. by, by, by uh, just naturally that way. And to th- for them to take a chance that, you know, the first question a lot of producers will have they talk about things that are producer related, like, mm. is it worth it? Mm. And you're saying, look, I, I, even at the place that I'm at, being who I am, having the reputation I have, I still look at that and say, fuck it, let's let's see what this can be. Yeah. And and I mean, this it's no mystery um, that uh, one thing equals another, and then it opens up a door to another. Dude, thing. and that I did that game, and then just. This a couple days ago, I did something for this game, Dark Alliance, Dungeons Crazy. and Dragons, Dark Alliance, streaming it, <clears throat> which I'm almost certain comes off the back of my what history with doing with, because uh, oh, you did Final Fantasy, oh, you do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just from showing up in a in a random hotel conference room in Marina del Rey. That's wild. But what what, what advice would you mm-hmm. have for the person that I described earlier, who's in that scenario where they're like. Well, that's easy for you because yeah. it's you know you're outgoing and, and this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Will be your advice, <clears throat> you know, and I guess better than just your advice, we could do two parts: your advice for them, but then also if you had to do this over again, mm-hmm. knowing what you know and had to start from scratch. Yeah, how how what will be kind of your approach to networking and kind of making your way through? I think it's just you know. It's finding a finding the right spot and just having a good good attitude about it and a good and a and a good strategy with with music and just you know being chill and organized. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I followed up more with people. That's one thing I'm working uh, on too. Just even with friends, too. like good friends. <laughs> well, now it's just I realize I have to schedule more because it's uh, just I you fall out of touch with people that are you close with you know, why haven't I talked to fucking such and such and them we used to hang out tough and shit yeah 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 and so that's one that I I wish I knew my tendency to do that early on like, okay I might you know not out of malice or anything just right. forget to hit up a motherfucker for eight months so maybe I should set these I wish I got more organized just on that on all aspects of it but just you know with maintaining shit with actual friends. Sure. Cause sure. that's the that's the shit too. It's just like those convos, you, you, when you're not even trying to make something happen, end up happening. It's when <laughs> shit happens yes, because yes. it's just it's out of friendship and yeah. shit. It's not out of, you know, trying to will and it's just, you know, you happen to catch somebody while they in the mix on something and then you you know, then when it's natural like that. And I, and I think that's that's probably a misperception. And I, and I 
not just talking to you, but when I talk to a lot of my peers that, mm. um, you know, are, you know, doing really well for themselves and have a huge following, I think they, sometimes they don't even realize how much of a bubble that people think they live in mm. and how much they think like they, you know, you're not, you're not concerned about these type of things. You know, yeah. it's just easy for you to get on the phone and get this happening and this for this. And it's like, no, you still, you still care, first of all, yeah. about keeping your contacts warm and then also just checking up in general on people. Yeah. Uh, and then also, too, like you're still looking at what's going on. And I think a lot of folks, they get so caught up in their brain that they won't even put it out to have the opportunity for something to happen. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, you just gotta kinda make the move and, and be willing to be unconventional. Yeah. I was thinking about, the other day, I was talking to some other comedians and then one of them working on a, writing on a show and it got me thinking about, oh, I, when I wrote on a show, it was, it was 2009 mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday Night Live and then 30 Rock, the year to follow. Yeah, oh man, uh, yeah. But those situations were, Saturday Night Live was my first job, right. regular job while I was making regular money and I just kinda, it's a hell of a first job. Huh? Yeah, it was the first, <laughs> but it, because of that, it was a it was stressful. You know what I mean? Uh, and just kind of, I didn't get much on it. It was just a weekly thing of oh shit, really did you, trying. Did you, did you deal with imposter syndrome at all? A little bit because I didn't come from a sketch writing background mm. either, uh, and so I was coming from stand up, and so I had no real experience in that format besides just working in my in my comedic voice. Right, and so. And then that having success immediately on there yeah, adds to that too. Like, damn, am I fucking up? Like, what the? But yeah. it's really just that I was more of a at that time probably better for for on camera, but mm -hmm. it just wasn't in the cards for then. Yeah. Uh, and then the next year, Thirty Rock was similar, where I, you know, they ended up putting me on camera a little bit, but I didn't just because of how that writing process was over there, and I didn't really know what I needed to be as effective as I could be at that uh, time. So I was just kind of zoning out and mm -hmm. shit and just, you know, just because it was the sitcom writing process and with story development is super conversational and it's, a whole it, other beast, it's huh? just breaking story. You just kind of talking and talk. And right. so I didn't really know how to approach it. Mm -hmm. Also, I wasn't on Adderall or anything at the time, yeah. so I'm just like, we just in here talking. Oh, so just, uh, I need some visuals or and something. They have yeah. no idea of the of of the the different filters things have to go through before you deliver on what you're delivering. Yeah, on. That's it's, crazy. so I wasn't able to be as good as I probably could have been yeah. there. And so there was those those were my writing experience. So I was thinking, oh, it'd be cool to do it now. Mm-hmm. And just kind of set the terms. And like, okay, I'm gonna write in June, but it's part time, remote. It's, right. I got two hours a day for you. Send in, and then just, and just, and now, <laughs> and then just, because the thing was too, while I was writing on those shows, mm -hmm. because I was working on writing, that's when I was most productive with my stand up and other shit too, because I was right. in the mode of writing all the time. Because I, so I was always writing shit. So even if it didn't get on, or mm -hmm. I was in that, so I was. Like, like somebody using this. I was <laughs> this getting. Is, this I was right coming here. up with hella shit, <laughs> and so I was like, "Yo, I need to be in somebody's machine yeah. for a little bit just to experience that that turnover again, mm -hmm. just because it's gonna make me do more work. It's not sure. gonna take away from my shit. It's gonna make. It's gonna put a crunch on my shit 
to mm. to like really work it. So I'm a I'm gonna do like that soon. Equilibrium in that, in that situation. Yeah, so well, I'm like balance it out and whatnot. Yeah, so I need a part. I'm about to get a part time writing gig. Man, <laughs> man. And so that's ah, man, and that's and I think that that's inspiring to a lot of us as creators yeah. to hear for somebody who's as accomplished as you are, in that you're like evolution for you just seems like it's not a it's not an option. It's it's your personality. Is that you're yeah. always thinking about. Cause even as we were talking about music, like I'm like, bro, like you, you, you're approaching this with the energy of somebody that is like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this right, mm-hmm. and this is the the order of things that make it happen, and um, you know, a lot of folks would 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 kind of rely upon what they've already accomplished and be like, yeah, I'm, it don't matter what I do, really. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, but you really, yeah, cause you know, I, I got so many friends in music for years you right. know what i mean folks that i've toured with work with and so i can't <laughs> can't have i have to one. have you know i can do some fun but i have to have some stuff that's solid sure. and legit just to you know Man. for my own piece sure, you know what i sure, mean sure. to sure. even to that's I, fair. yeah <laughs> that's fair that's yeah fair. Well, it's just i gotta have something where i'm like really going for it because then you know that sound like that sound like my homie my homie used to tell me he was like he put all kind of pressure on me. He was, he was older than me. We were recording together. We started making music together. We'd be in a studio and he'd be like, do it again. I'm like, bro, like, is it yeah. done? He's like, do it again. He said, but this time, imagine Dre's looking over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like 17. I'm yeah. like, bro, I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Yeah. But he's like, when you do that, it's, it's, it's sort of like, okay, that never leaves you, yeah. is what I'm basically saying. And that to this day, you know, I don't imagine Dre's over my shoulder, but I imagine that you don't know who's going to hear what you're doing right now. Are y'all good? Yeah. You don't know who's going to do, you don't know who's going to listen to what you're doing right now. So treat it with the respect of this may be my first impression that I'm making on somebody. So yeah. That's the best foot forward. Man. And that's the, that's the thing with one of the, the, the double-edged swords with, with stand up and working out stand up. Mm. Okay. What do you mean? When you're testing stuff. Oh, you said working out. Okay. Yeah, working okay. out stuff. So if you say you just go to the not working out comedy club. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what kind of what, what kind of yeah, approach just, you got? You, you do some push-ups right before. <laughs> I actually do. I do do like before theater gigs. I do. I usually hit some jumping jacks. Okay, we just like that's not what I'm referring to. Kirk, but that's but that yeah. <laughs> so you're working <laughs> you hit the, the stage winded and shit. They like well, why is he tired? I have asthma. Switched. I'm sorry. You ain't told one joke. You already drenched. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Refunds at the box office. Sorry. I just can't do it today, Rochester. Let me come back. I gotta get my pre-workout. <laughs> Let me come back. You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, but as you you were saying, as you're working, your your material out. So say I pop into the comedy cellar, you know, or some smaller show, you know, unpaid. Sure. Tuesday night or something. It's some folks that that might be hyped. You might want to try some new stuff, but it's folks that might know just seeing you for the first time. Yeah. And then they oh. they like. Uh, and so is that's the risk where you just like, yeah you could do a hot fifteen sure but then there's no growth for you so you have to sometimes shit doesn't hit and then that's the person's <laughs> only time oh, ever seeing you only time seeing you live where they don't and because uh, there's some there's a, different layers to comedy fans with some come to see that or, or are familiar with that part of the process oh he's just right. trying some shit he's just, but it's just that you can lose people because you're not going crazy each and so it's some comics oh, man. 
It's some comics that don't fuck around no matter what. Where yeah. they always Four are people, doing 50 people, 400, the, they doing a tight, they're doing solid bits, they're doing their yeah. act outs, they're doing full energy because it is a lot of people's only time maybe ever seen. How, how does that work for you? Because I feel like you, your your the stand up that I've seen from you hasn't always been like hugely relying upon like the physical aspect of mm. it. It's been like you'll 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 tell these stories and like at first when I first saw you I was like I was like it, it was the same thing I said about Mitch Hedberg yeah. like you got it you have to like, it kind of warms up to you at first and then it ends up becoming one of your favorite comedians yeah how much of who you who you were before sort of getting into that that role as you know the stand up comedian uh uh you know um as a mere natural. How much of who you were sort of played into that role that you initially played that was kind of like, you were just kind of like that that one homie that everybody felt like they have a homie that's like you. Yeah. You know, you would tell these jokes, but it was kind of like, you know, it was dry humor, mm-hmm. but you didn't have to like go over the top to get your laughs. How much of you played a role into that? And um, yeah, I guess that's the, that's the question I have. It just was always just i initial the initial stuff was ideas i had about the the world and just questions right. and some stuff that wasn't even that hard hitting mm-hmm. because i was new it was just it needed more stuff but at the time i mean one of my first bits was why is the spelling bee national spelling bee on espn or uh one of my first ones was oh nelly on that song ei he says i'm a sucker for cornrows and manicure toes. And like, no, Nelly, it's pedicure. What? Or maybe Nelly got enough money that he can get his girl's hands attached to their ankles. Right. And shit like that. <laughs> so it's just me just kind it's of just like picking shit, out yeah. stuff. Those you folks know? that folks have and don't, don't express. Um, because that was just, that was it at that point. You know, yeah. I was talking about my college. I, I was able to cheat in college because I had other 19 and 20 year olds in this one. What's up with that Grinnell cafeteria food? Mm-hmm. Campus security, that's some bullshit, ain't it? <laughs> Type of jokes you could do at the beginning of a right. set when you go to the, you know, uh, a city and you can kind of dig in. You, you know, I was able to do those. Sure. Uh, but then over time it became this life life experience and, and the gig itself provided a lot of shit because I was traveling, I was getting to be in these different scenarios and just kind of being uh at first in awe of what i was seeing like, right. holy shit what the what is this you know what right, i mean right. oh shit i used Way to behind the ears and just <laughs> yeah just like whoa i can't especially yeah. when i earlier was open for bigger comedians mm-hmm. and so i was able to be a part of these big shows but not be the main act and so you just kind of see like damn this is were you already kind of of a fan of just the the genre of stand up comedians, stand up comedy, or like like were you like a huge buff of it beforehand? No, man, really? I wasn't really. In, I start. I once I started it, I dove in all the way and just got books I could get and wow. bought DVDs and you know. Yeah. And now now I realized that was hyper focusing, yeah, but yeah. I was locked the fuck in. I yeah. stopped going to class, even though there was a lot of time to still. Do college, mm-hmm. but I my brain was like, no, we do stand ups, and I wasn't even I didn't have road gigs like that where I needed to miss class. But the brain was like, we're not going to no motherfucking lectures. 
<laughs> what what was was the, was there a particular event that occurred that inspired that that sort of hyper focus? Yeah. Or was it like some encouragement that somebody gave you? Like what was sort of that moment or I guess successive moments that it was the first couple shows on campus. Mm-hmm. And, and just what campus is this, by the Southern way? Illinois University. Southern Illinois, okay. And so it was just having these ideas, being able to, and then going to the cafeteria and being oh, yeah, yeah, great job at the show. Da, 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 da. You're hearing this from people. Hearing, and it's right away where, you know, because it's a small, where it wouldn't that flow the same if I was started out in Chicago? Because mm. I'm doing it in, as my fuckers, in class yeah. that we're at the show. <laughs> it might have been a small show, but it's some, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so it was really immediate. And then just the access to resources too. So I had a show on, um, campus closed circuit television mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was able to get that camp start filming stuff was able to you know start when I start putting together my own events crazy you just because it's a college newspaper you just hit up the paper hey write about me I'm doing a show you got that access to do that there and man. then it's a college so they're like this guy says he's doing a show we yeah. got it because it's 30,000 you know college man. and 30,000 in the town so you can get things going at a low level. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've been doing comedy a year. You can build they, a following in that Yeah, they give you a full interview. Yeah, I've been doing it a year. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah I've done about six shows. You do a full, full page interview. <laughs> <laughs> he says like, he's been like, doing the, it six what, shows. He what's says the, he's. What's the opening line? Because you know, people, people when, they, when, they, when, when people write, especially college journalism, it's yeah. like, it's really grandiose. Like, some people choose, choose this. <laughs> yeah. Like, some people use this. Animal. Yeah, he chose. <laughs> yeah, he chose. Yeah, it's just they, man. You and like really painting a picture before they get to your actual story, dog. Yeah, <laughs> he stays. <laughs> they talk about their dorm. He stays <laughs> in. He stay. He used to stay in the Thompson Point dorms. Now he's over in May Smith. Yeah, well, he had, to that. Yeah, oh, he has a better. <laughs> yeah, he talks about the cafeteria food. Like, he talks about the cafeteria food. I'm there. Like, it's then just, it goes into a deep think piece on the cafeteria yeah, food for a little bit. Man. Then they pull it back. See, uh, yeah, dog. Yeah. So it was just, <laughs> you know, I learned a lot of parts of the game right. really early, and had, um, and not just learned them, had success with them really early in this small little college thing. I learned how to shoot stuff. I learned how to promote a show. I learned how to That's book a show. I learned how to get press. I learned right. how to host. I learned, you know, mm-hmm. and and so, that's what that's what it was. So I didn't get my degree out of college, but sure. I did, you know. I mean, you got what you yeah. wanted from it. And that was my biggest thing too. Like, I went to college because I felt pressure from my parents, but specifically mm-hmm. my pops. My pops, he, you know, he's got his doctorate and he's professor to this day. And I felt the pressure because it was like, you know, I feel what it, now I understand as a dad, I understand what it feels like to be like, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your son up to? Yeah. Oh, he's out here rapping and YouTubing and other, you know, it just, yeah. it's a, it's, it's a different conversation. It's like, well, I hope he's doing well. Mm. It's a different conversation now than it was 2003, four, five, six yeah. and whatnot. And so, um, I know now what was the point that I was going to make is that, um, I can see how that's a hard sell for somebody who doesn't understand anything that's going on in our world. But there's so many things that happened in that very beginning that literally structured the work that we do now. Mm. And although it may be, like you said, just very humble beginnings, you're the cameraman, you're this, you're that, you're writing this, you get it. These do shape the work that you do later on. Because even now I'm like thinking about my TV production class 
And I'm like, man, I ain't trying about anybody trying to hear about no frames per second. Yeah. Talking about no, one day we'll be shooting in 1080p and we'll be able to see yeah. people's pain. I don't care about none of that. And now here I am struggling yeah. with my exposure for my streaming and whatnot. And it's like that stuff does carry with you and it does become a part of your your DNA and uh, kind of structs you. But when I went to college, bro, that's what I was a point I was going to make. When I went to college, I was like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to make it make sense. I took marketing yeah. courses. I took, um, I took an improv class. Mm-hmm. I took, uh, what else, uh, marketing one-on-one, all these different classes that I took and all of that stuff, small business class, all of that stuff has helped me more than all of my years in high school, Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, man. It's And now even thinking about it, it was that college energy and success mm-hmm. that led to me a year later being comfortable enough to be like, go up to Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> Yeah. Green Room is there. Hey, uh, can Please I do a spot? The Curtis King Podcast is proudly sponsored by the Voclia Doubler. What is the Doubler? Well, I think better than telling you, I should show you. You trying to tell me I can use this microphone to make beats, to make melodies, to make chord progressions? I can use my voice? I'm all in. Pretty cool, right? Check this out. The Voclia Doubler represents the future of making music. The Voclia Doubler is a real-time voice recognition MIDI controller. It offers up a never-before-seen way to translate your musical ideas into reality using the one instrument you've been practicing since birth, your voice. Make more of the music you love without having to worry about how to get your ideas into your DAW. Before the Doubler even sponsored this podcast, I picked it up just because I'm a geek about technology. And I personally picked up the Doubler Studio Kit, which allows you to hum a melody, a synth pattern, or even beatbox one-shots right into FPC if you use FL Studio or whatever DAW that you're using. This also allows you to manipulate effects and filters in a way that only the voice can. To get the Studio Doubler Kit, all you gotta do is access getdoubler.com forward slash Curtis King. We were talking about how you were uh, going to approach a, a certain Mitch Hedberg, Hedberg that we that we uh, that we mentioned before. Yeah. Um, and it's funny we were talking off camera. You were saying that you were approaching him with this energy that was very you in your twenties. And what does that even look like when you say that? Like, what is you in your twenties energy looking like? I think it's not even an energy. It's more of a uh, the movements uh, and ambition mm-hmm. mixed with. Free time. Uh, that, can be, that can be dangerous in a good way and bad yeah. way. <laughs> and so at that time, you know, Mitch Hedberg was playing Zanies. That's the the comedy club, one of the comedy clubs in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I just showed up and went to the green room and yeah. asked for a spot. Man. And he said, come back the next night, which is wild that he that you had access to even do that like because now you you know it's this different world now yeah well you can kind of if you perform or you're a local comedian they had a loose kind of policy for local comedians to come watch shows and hang out if Uh, if stuff wasn't fully sold out you can kind of get in the building a little bit that wasn't uh it's a smaller club it's 150 seats it's a tight spot so you can kind of you know get in Mm -hmm. but Asking a headliner that you don't know at all <laughs> for a spot on a sold-out show with their fans yeah. is 
is you putting somebody in a weird spot. And and, and it's not like you could pull up at that. Because what, what year are we talking about for that? This is 2005. Oh, yeah. You're not pulling up. I mean, maybe, maybe you can you can pull out a, 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 a what was the name of that? Razor Chocolate? Was that Razor Chocolate? Chocolate? The Chocolate phone at that time? The, the flip phone? Was flip phones a thing at that could you pull up YouTube videos to show anything? Or was that uh, even? Nah, that's it was way no, before. Nah, nah, nah for stiff, my shit was a tape back then. Just or just VHS. A, oh, man. Yeah, yeah nah. So I he, had a Kyocera phone probably around then. Okay. That, that Kyocera <laughs> with snake on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have a snake. You gotta have yeah. a snake. It ain't real if you ain't got a snake. So he takes you on your word and uh, gives you the opportunity to come the night after. Yeah. Okay. And how did that night go? Went really well, man. He put me in a couple other Chicago comedians on. Yeah. This cat Jay Harris, he put Uzer Usman on, I believe. Okay. Maybe somebody else. But uh it's it's wild that he did that. But then it's it's a lot of stories like that around right around the country of him just letting letting local comedians get on. Uh and it went really well. And the and reason that's really important too is a, a lot of those clubs those spot the opening spots are tough to get because mm-hmm. a lot of openers like he I mean a lot of headliners bring their folks right and so right. that might take out two it's four weekends in the in the in the month mm-hmm. so if two headliners bringing their openers and then the club got their favorite already ain't a whole lot of spots ain't left a it. whole lot of spots or even chances to get seen really especially at that time and so he gave me an opportunity to get seen in front of a great crowd mm-hmm. at the time, and and so they got to see what I could do. Then he invited me to do one of the shows the next night or two nights in the suburb at the suburb club, Burning Hills. That went well too, and that yeah. kind of that was what helped me start getting booked at the club after that. What just kind of? I'm sorry, just kinda yeah, worked. just getting that zone, and you know they they remember me from that, and then I started working there from then on. That's wild. What was something that you learned about? yourself at that point because you know i i imagine even with all of the time and all of the that energy and that you know just being hungry in your mm. 20s there's still that space for self-doubt or a, a, that, that space for damn was i overstepping boundaries or any of that like was was that even a thing with, with you at that point in time like was it something that you learned from that situation that was like because I feel like if I would have if I I had that energy for sure mm. but it backfired on me I remember uh, hitting up uh, DM and Kendrick Lamar back when he was just K Dot, yeah. hitting his manager up, and I was like, "Yo, I need to do a song with this dude. This dude was crazy." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Who the hell am I?" Yeah, to even do it, and it didn't go well. And so I learned from there, like, okay, let's approach this a different way. So everybody doesn't work the same way. Was it something that you kind of took from that and was like, "Damn, this this worked out." Uh, I have a, a really funny story about a little little part in that. Well, here's the thing: what, what you say, you called up. No, uh, I didn't call. I didn't uh, know them. You didn't know them. I, I was DMing them on MySpace. Oh, like I was a random. I was from the low. Like I was in a neighborhood. I was in Carson. They were, uh, I think they were recording in Carson mm-hmm. at the time. And I had a bit of a relationship with somebody, uh, Absol, who was an artist on TDE at the uh, at the time. Yeah. He still is, but he was just signed on. And I was trying to like, I heard a song. You know, you just be so moved by a moment. You're like, yo, this song is the greatest thing I ever heard. It was a song called Oh My Mama. And it was, mm-hmm. he was like, it was just a hard song at the time. And I was like, I think I got a verse for this. But mm-hmm. I was like, instead of me mixtaping this, I want to reach out and get his okay for a remix. Just the audacity of me just being young and oh. go after it. And um, 
you know, I think his manager just kind of left me on red. Yeah. It was like, and, and I said, so what I'm saying is that had it been a Mitch situation and he'd have been like, hell yeah, come on a remix. Mm-hmm. I would have been uncontrollable. <laughs> yeah. I would have been a problem. Yeah. Like you don't give me that opportunity. I had to learn a humbling lesson at that time. Yeah, cause oh, cause if you you could, it was a thing where you like you said you could have just made it instead Man. of as yeah. But if he would have okayed it yeah. and said yeah, co-signed by Kendrick or K. Dot mm-hmm. at the time, that was still a huge deal. Even though you know yeah. J. Rock was a bigger artist at the time, mm-hmm. that was still a huge deal because it was like yeah, like yeah, yeah. As a local mm-hmm. artist coming up and, and I'm recording my grandmother's patio, yeah. I'm out here doing it. So I'm glad it didn't work out that right. way because my ego would have been out of here. Yeah. So I'm saying was there something that you learned from that? that might have like, I don't know, change your approach or did it like encourage you even more? Like, yo, that's the way to do it. I think it encouraged me cause I saw the, how things could move mm. with momentum. And I had some other good events the year before where I went to the Las, this Las Vegas comedy festival. And, okay. and so got to go to Vegas for the first time and right. at, at very early into the game. So I was pretty much every, year I had something small but major at the very least from you know early on in college to 2004 to that right and every year on it was always something to just kind of that's at least that is that's legit yeah yeah I can keep pushing on that that's (laughs) that's bona fide that's enough to build on um and so that just you know that just felt, and it just showed me what pack shows could be with your fans, mm-hmm. and and just that that level of uh, generosity, which I don't, I don't have with live shows like that. <laughs> but in other ways, there's other ways. Sure. Because to... <laughs> I'm like, I'm, that's my next question: is, is if the, if the tables were turned, and and you kind of brought something up, you answered this already. Yeah. But if the tables were turned, and you were in Mitch's situation, who, if you don't know, please just go on YouTube yeah. and. Like just, just, just cringe. Just that's a cringe. Binge watch as yeah. many videos as you can of Mitch Hedberg because it's going to like. At first, when you hear it, it's going to be like, okay, this is you got to you got to find the speed. And when you mm-hmm. find the speed and you re- recognize the humor, it becomes like addicting. Same thing. Yeah. With, this is the same thing I equate with your yeah. comedy too. Like it becomes addicting because it's like, damn, why isn't all comedy like this? Because yeah. they had to be the ones yeah. that do it. But um, my question for that was. Now tables turn. You're mm-hmm. that guy, right? I'm a I'm an up and coming comedian. I'm on I'm on TikTok. You know I'm doing a yeah. little something something. Not me in particular. I'm just giving a scenario. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm popping and I come and I see you. And COVID has opened up the world again. COVID goes away for a little bit. And I'm coming up to you and I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. I heard your story. It's a lot of inspiration, bro. So what's up with me opening up for you tonight? It's I had to see something <laughs> and decide. Okay. But I've let people yeah. I don't know on. I but I had to see something and see you uh, rocking the crowd, especially if it's a theater show. Yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta really. You gotta, you gotta show me some cards. You gotta facts. show me something. If I'm hosting something, mm-hmm. when I'm ho- I was hosting at Knitting Factory for five years, where I had you know, comedians of all. It was a showcase, so people right. came through. You know, it was. People get paid 20, 25 bucks. It was a fun gig. Mm-hmm. So it was comedians that's been doing it a year or something to, you know, Chappelle Rock come through there. Right. So that type of situation, I gave a lot of people, you know, yeah. a shot in that in that scenario. Because You've done that. Is what yeah, you yeah. Uh, the gig 
situ- is a different type of thing, <laughs> like doing a gig. But when you host a something where yeah. it's five, six comics, and you're able to, you're able to uh, protect it a little bit better too. Because sure. because if you're hosting, you're able you're going up and down from the stage, yeah, oh so you God. can kind of <laughs> you can clean it up a little bit. You can kind of keep yeah. the room vibing as a DJ, and so. Wherever you know, it's a different type of scenario. And you bring up something too, because um, we're getting ready to wind wind this up. I, and I really appreciate you. Just it's a great conversation. I know you don't do too much press, especially because yeah. you know you want to make sure that it's folks that uh that uh you know truly want to want to get into the human being beyond mm-hmm. just the entertainer. And uh, so we appreciate you being on here. Thank but you, man. Of course, of course, of course. Um, are there things? about this industry that I'm sure they are that mm-hmm. you could share with us that you have learned that would have been great perspective to have before you got into it. I asked this question mm-hmm. to many different uh, friends of mine that have been on here and uh, have done really well in their particular industry, but there's always that you go in and you're wide out, like you were talking about doing the, the college shows and you're looking around, you're like, Oh man, this is someone, is there something that you've learned about just the industry in general? Yeah that uh has kind of like that that you wish you would have had that when you began this is this information or knowledge about it i just wish me personally i had a clearer vision early on because without that it allowed me to get pulled in a lot of different directions creatively because there was no roadmap really it was just kind of like doing stand-up i'm working i'm doing oh what you want to do cool cool but it was no real okay this is what i want to be doing this year this is how i want to do this this is the and it was just kind of taking stuff as it as it comes you know what i mean and it was good some good opportunities within that but you know, with a clearer kind of thing early, that's what I wish. Because then the 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 catalog and the work would reflect it. Yeah. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How, what's sort of your stance on or, or your, your observation of cancel culture? Because I see there's a lot of comedians. Yeah. Um, with, the, with the exception of one of my favorite in, in Dave Chappelle and that. Mm-hmm. He's like, y'all can do whatever you want to do. My 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 act is my act, and, yeah. and the world changes. And and you know, obviously, there's a lot of people now that are having a platform that, and rightfully so, that maybe before their stance wasn't respected as much, mm-hmm. and they feel like their voice matters. And you know, they they want to make sure that folks are held accountable. But I'm always curious because I got my there's pros and cons. I think of cancel culture, but what is sort of your viewpoint in general? of this and how does that change the material that you write? Uh, my view of it, it varies cause some, it's some, it's a, it's a, it's a wide range of thing. Right. Whereas, well, yeah, you, that person should get up out of here. Sure. That is some vicious, <laughs> terrible shit. And then you'll see some stuff where you're like, well, what is going on over here? Can, can we get all the, can we get all the is facts that, in this situation? Or even just where's, you know, for a difference in opinion or nothing that's really even that was not a harsh thing. And so it, it kind of all gets muddied into, into one when it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a full, 
it's not a monolith. It's like, where is like, okay, this is is getting out of hand. As far as the material goes, um, it just, I think overall, you wanna. That's where clarity is is important. But even even sometimes when you have clarity, if things are out of your hand. They can go in a whole different direction where you're like, what the fuck? And so that's, uh, it's, and it's, it could be where you, it could be in areas you didn't expect. When you're like, how did this get like that? Yeah, and that's, like the, and that's the nature of putting stuff out. So. I'm about to say, I feel like it happens to Steve Harvey all the time. In, yeah. in clips that he, there's another clip that went viral recently about him talking about his inability to have <clears throat> female friends. Yeah. And, there's too many factors to take into it. Like, when was it said? And in, in what context? What was mm. the conversation before? Uh, and then another one where he talks about rich people don't sleep. He said they yeah. don't sleep for 10, 8, 10 hours. And people were like, you know, you're not taking mental health into consideration. And it's like, yeah. I, I get that. But then it's like, at what point in time are we able to let somebody just have their opinion? I think that's one thing I learned over the last four years. Like, politically and all of that I, I tried to kind of like stay away from that dialogue but one thing I did learn from Trump he doubled down on what they tried to cancel him on <laughs> like I, the audacity and I know there's probably other factors in it but I feel like the folks that have the audacity be like I said what I said yeah cause then once you if you give on it then they just what's like, the limit yeah you're gonna be apologizing forever uh, yeah it's it's somewhere like this is this is makes this makes no sense. What, what, what's an real... example of something you think that was just like, like for me, it was the the Starbucks cups. I don't know if you caught that, but it was like a period in time where people were like, what if I don't believe in Christmas? Mm -hmm. These Starbucks colored cups offend me. And I'm like, yeah. come on, fam. Like you, you, you taking a seat from people who actually have valid reasons why they want people to be up out of here. But they talking about Starbucks. I was like, this, this is where it's going. I feel like this is where it's going. Is there anything that comes to mind that's like somebody kind of on a ridiculous said, end? Somebody said it was an old show where they had this thing. The things that happened in this show are not. <laughs> 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 we don't. They were. It was a time. It was like this long, weird. It was a disclaimer for. This thing is a product of its time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, no, <laughs> not, not for the, uh, is that Beverly Hillbillies? I don't, I, is that, is that old? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's better. Uh, Lottery, heels that is, black gold, <laughs> but, Texas tea. Yeah, I know. Not, yeah. I was a kid that grew up on TV, so yeah, that, that's definitely Beverly Hillbillies. But that's crazy that you have to. See, I hear you. Now, please explain what you, why, why you think that's sort of on the ridiculous end of the spectrum. Uh, but it's ridiculous. But it's just everybody. Is part of it ends up everybody's just kind of covering themselves mm -hmm. and acting in an anticipating way. Yeah. To, to stuff 
So they anticipating. They're like, we saw what happened over here. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> what do we got to do to to make this? Yeah, and so it's just always anything that was, you know, a product of his time. I'm not, I don't know, what, I don't even know what that, but I just thought yeah. that opening was funny and they probably do it for other stuff. Uh, it's just a weird, it just feels weird where I it's just. I see that for Sanford and Son. I saw like, and I feel like I haven't seen it on yeah. TV as much, but I, if I ever yeah. saw that before Sanford, I, it would be really disappointing to see it. It's that. not okay to call your child a dummy. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a time oh, when you could call you that to my show when dummy he didn't make he just that was uh that was their dynamic they had a special dynamic but yes. we do not condone that dynamic lamont is actually an educated black man who's doing uh, really well for himself <laughs> like you ain't got like you want and i think that's where it becomes even where some of the corporations bro i like got the pandering just got kind of crazy towards the end of last yeah. year and my thing is like i this sounds bad. I don't say this usually for my own audience because I keep out of the political conversation, but it's like stand on your ground. Like stand, do what you be. Keep that same energy is what I'm basically saying. If this doesn't apply to you, you saying something about it now because it's trendy, because you're trying to protect your business. It just comes off as disingenuous. And it's like, I, 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 I respect the companies. You just stand like there's a company now that, uh, I forget the name of it. I think it might be WeWork and it's kind of over the top. Mm-hmm. But they were like, we're just not going to discuss these things at all as a company. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to agree with that, but you know, I got to respect your gangster. You do you. <laughs> you saw uh, just recently? Was, oh, the- I think it was a WeWork. It was somebody who has a whole nother, like they have a different way of how they're going to address those kind of issues like by not addressing them at all, which I don't think is an answer, but that's. It was some company, I think Basecamp, that, base uh, camp. That's what base it was. Camp. Base camp. Yeah. Now we work. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause any issue. With and a third of the people left. From, really. Uh, from there. It uh. just yeah. Third of, and they were post. It was people posted on, on Twitter. Uh, just hey, I just left uh, base camp. Is uh, it a new policy? I'm yeah. leaving. My, I had a good time. I wrote the. Uh, I wrote somebody that was director of marketing because mm-hmm. he put his email. I said, hey, you want to uh, help push. Monsters never have diarrhea. Come on, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey! Look, I like I respect that too. Like, I, like I, I'm very, I'm very stoic, bro. I'm very like not. I don't get too high on the high, or too low on the lows. So when I see that, you gotta be able. Like when somebody tells me something, like how do you take negative feedback? Because I'm sure people tell you stuff all the time. Oh, yeah, and it is. You're not, my, you're not like so and so, or you're not this, or you're not that, or this wasn't your greatest work. How do, yeah. how do you mentally process that kind of feedback on the work? On the work, not when it's a heckler, because obviously in that in that scenario, we know I've seen you like yeah. demolish folks. But I mean, in terms of now with the social media access, and when it's things that maybe you might even like, if you like, is there a little bit of truth in how I feel about that, or like how do you process these things that are said about you uh, from just these randos, man? It varies on the on the thing or the, if it's yeah, but for the most part, I've done various parts of this process for so many years mm. and I'm I'm tougher on myself when I'm in the room than any stranger is ever gonna be you <laughs> know what I'm saying like when I'm like when I'm in the edit room you motherfucker you yeah. can't say nothing to me about my like that I uh, cause I've already seen it, I lived it I done I Facts. know it's a and so I'm comparing if I'm telling a story, trying to trend, like all of it, I'm into it way at, a, mm-hmm. at another level than 
a stranger could ever be. They just fired for five seconds. They just firing off. They just firing straight shots. Yeah, yeah. I'm firing shots to the dome right. when I'm <laughs> when I'm working on my when I'm really working on my yeah. shit and trying to make You're it breaking better. it down and dissecting yeah. it in ways that they wouldn't even understand. I mean, that's why it's your art yeah. form. It's your science. And so it's just you know, it's it's not. So some of I'm not gonna say nothing hits, but it's just mm -hmm. you know I, I'll never argue for my shit. If uh, you don't feel it, you don't feel it. Yeah, like, I'm not here to you know maybe you you know maybe you catch it another time in your life and it hits. If, if right. not, it's fine. I'll be alright either way. So I'm never hey you yeah. say you don't like it, then that's because I don't like it. the shit that I don't like. Yeah, so I yeah. can't ever. If they just don't, as long as this motherfucker's not disrespectful, mm -hmm. you can't front on somebody just not like it because there's stuff. I don't like. Sure. So sure, that's sure. that's that. Um, yeah. yeah, and just because I know when I'm working on shit though too, how I how I work and it's a specific. And even you know when I'm putting together special, or putting together movie or, or working on stuff, I know, I know the level that I'm working on right. in that in that room. Man, and my folks in the room know that the level I'm working on when, I'm, when we in that room. And so, those are the folks that matter. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, the folks on the outside do matter, but the, it's there's such a variable yeah. that it's like you can't, it's the same thing as an artist or a producer. Like, I get in my head about my mixing and yeah. could this be, you know, this and you know, shit. But I'm like, at the end of the day, somebody's going to listen yeah. to my music probably in some Dollar Tree yeah. earbuds that they picked up on the way out to, you know, purchase some some uh, some some Tiki Punch Shasta. You feel me? Because that's what mm -hmm. you get from that 99 Cent store. And... They just gonna listen to the music and be like, it bangs. Yeah. All of this parametric equalizing and mastering and imaging and widening the stereo field, they care nothing about. All they're like, eh. Yeah. I just like it because it has a nice beat to it. Yeah. So it's like, it, at the end of the day, I, it's not that I don't equate them, and but I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying. It's like, the folks in this room are the reason. Like, I have a friend of mine that told me, he's a mentor of mine. He said, never forget, you're the cause and they're the effect. Mm -hmm. If you lose sight of that, it'll have you arguing with user 7265 gamer yeah. <laughs> who, who hates everything that you do. And yeah. it's like, that's the effect of the fact that you sat in a room with these creative human beings and you created what you created. So props to you yeah, for that, Yeah, you man. just gotta keep it, keep it really, keep it really pushing, you know? Yeah. And stay, stay active, man. Stay, and you know, Getting it out helps you have something to. My like, when my friends hit me up about ideas of folks I work with, I'm mm -hmm. just like, just do it. Like yeah. especially on some film and stuff. Right. I uh, Robert Hines uh, hit me today. He had this idea. I say that's a pretty straightforward idea. He wanted to talk to business owners. That I was like, you can honestly, if you want to, just go. You can do that this evening that's this you know yeah, yeah. you could do that this evening we ain't gotta is that is not that complicated mm -hmm. yeah sure you could try to call them up you but you can only show up to a business with a camera and say can i talk to you about <laughs> you could have that in the can tonight because you, you want to do it you never know what they need too yeah like they may be like hell yeah we want a little bit of a pub of what's yeah. going on and so yeah so it's just realizing now i've gotten better at like knowing what ideas can just go mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the film inside. Uh, just let's do it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, let's just get one and then see. So let, and, let I'm sorry. Go ahead and, and you said you just let's just get one, see, and then mm -hmm. we'll know what we need to do. Just get that right. demo of the, you know, 
I haven't. I'm not like that with music all the way yet. The rapid fire, but with video with stuff, yeah. I'm all the way. Especially, and I'm I'm a I'm becoming a good facilitator too in that yeah. way of just okay. You need this, like get this camera to that, get that y'all, sure. you know, and being able to help uh, my folks, you know, put the pieces together and get moving real fast. Which is ironically my last question for you in that. I know that there's folks watching right now who are inspired by your journey, inspired by the things that you have done. And I tried for those who are watching, Mm -hmm. like I tried not to ask questions that you've heard him answer a million times. And I'm sure that you've seen other interviews, especially if you're a fan of his. I wanted to make sure these were questions that tapped into the human being behind the artist, behind Mm -hmm. the comedian, behind the musician, behind all the things that he's doing, the writer and all the things that he's doing. It's important to understand sort of like, those things that are your why, those things mm-hmm. that are part of your energy and who you are today. Cause I mean, that's what drives the same folks who are fans of this channel. There's people who are into some kind of creative art, but they're also the same ones that I was talking to when I made the video that I initially got on your, yeah. your radar, which was just to put it out. So what advice now that you're starting to channel that, just go for it energy, right? Mm-hmm. That energy that's like, yo, just don't even think about it. Yeah. What advice could you give for someone that that doesn't come as natural to them or they haven't been around folks yeah. that can push them like you? I think it's just once you, if you got something, just get what you, just write out the basic of what you need mm-hmm. for for that, to for it to go off. Okay. And in video production, that's minimal even to get the solid quality. Oh, I need a live mic. I need this. I need maybe one. You, you crew up. You could do a lot with just, you doing all this here. Solo dolo. So (laughs) if you crew up with three, you can, you can get a lot, you know, done at a, at a high level. So I, I know from a, just filming stuff Mm -hmm. is just a, you know, make sure you sound right. If you can get your sound right, just that's half the battle. Roll that's on that. Roll on whatever you need to do. <laughs> you get your sound right, yeah. and just get the just get the idea going, and then get it off. You know, if it's if you you know you can do it with no money. So it's just if you had a concept, shoot the shit, go chop it. And you know, and, and then also what 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 do you have coming, or what is already out that people can tap into, and and how can they find you? I mean, they should know how to yeah. find you by now. But in the event that this is the first time that they're experiencing. Uh, they can, uh, you know, I got the socials mm-hmm. and stuff, and my well, Miami Nights. We're figuring out where to put it out next, okay. so it's not available now. But my old special, Comedy Commissados on Netflix, yes, sir. Live from Chicago and Animal Furnace available on Amazon and the other stuff <laughs> and whatnot, YouTube, yeah. uh, Spotify, all that, you know different podcasts and and whatnot. We just put out a Robert Hines special uh, called Lockdown. Um, That's the first special I helped produce. It's not my own, so I'm doing more of that. Uh, We also made a a song for him, Moby Combs, uh, Cold Ass Cryotherapy. Yes, sir. And Cryptocurrency, (laughs) so kind of working that song right now. That was a a fun one to, uh, that process was really fun. And that was one where it was just, it's my first time working with in a room with a group of folks for a while. Yeah. And just seeing how when you get it going, mm-hmm. how fast you can move. 
because we had the idea for the song on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then we started. We recorded it on the Monday and Tuesday. I like right. wrote it and recorded it Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday night started shooting on green screen at my studio upstairs. The songs memorized and all of that stuff. Songs like, memorized, that's crazy. and then the, <laughs> and then the Wednesday shot at the cryotherapy place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then Thursday had it to the editor, and he had a rough cut by Friday. That's nuts. And so, so it was the time just, we're living in, though. I mean, I don't think it's ever been a time where that's that's been the possibility, like to yeah. get it out that fast from idea to. You know, like, I, I think I got an idea. Okay, yeah. well, let's hire a camera crew and let's, let's book some studio time. And it's yeah. like, no, let's let's shoot it tonight. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I, you know, I, I'm i blessed to have a facility where I can, you know, do multiple parts of the process sure, in there sure, and just sure. do it fast and kind of, you know, we was drinking a lot of mushroom smoothies that way. So <laughs> that's it the thing with mushroom, like microdosing <laughs> and having little shrooms, it yeah. make you really be like, anything is possible. <laughs> like, let's get it. Go- like, I was on one that week. Like, okay, let's get it. Right, 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 right. That's co- real though. Yeah, that's just, real. Like, let's get this. Yeah, you got this shit. Like I was coaching on the takes. Like, oh, you got it. Like, blah, blah. Next to him, right. while he, was ne- he was on the mic. I'm next to him. Like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And I'm stepping outside of myself. Like, who is this guy? I'm not like this. I'm not like this user, but I was in that but I don't wanna, wave I don't of activity. But I don't want to energy up, though. It's working. It's just, and then, yeah. and the, it, that's the energy that, you know, gets shit done. Yes. It's just to yes. move stuff forward. Like, when motherfuckers make movies, movies don't happen just because somebody just emailed and then, yeah. Mm. A lot of times, you, you always hear... When, man, we've been trying to get this movie made for 12 <laughs> yes, years. And yes. What does that mean? <laughs> trying to get it I've made. I've been trying to get it made. Like, yeah. not, we have multiple yeah. drafts. Yeah, we it. had the script and then yeah. da and such. And then, yeah, we at first, uh, X actor was in it. Mm-hmm. Then they fell out because they had to do something else. Then we had our finance. Mm-hmm. Then the financing fell out. And then we went to the distributor. Mm-hmm. We went to Paramount. It was like at Paramount for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then that exec left Paramount. So then we were. <coughs> it's like, you don't want to do this, do you? Like, you, you it sounds like you don't even want to do this movie for real. Yeah. Bro, and, at so some point. Yeah. Have, and so imagine how many projects have just fallen off in that. At some step in that, yeah. oh, our exact left, damn man. Yeah. Oh, that's this happened, damn man. Yeah. But the motherfuckers that keep on, like, no, we're getting this shit moving. I'm gonna still work on this, but we right. still working on this. And you, it's because somebody's driving that shit to see it through. It's not mm-hmm. passive at all. Like motherfuckers gotta make that shit shake. And that, I feel like that's why you're getting folks that, you know, they they. It's so many folks with audiences. Maybe it's always been like that and just we didn't have the access to each other. But it's so many people that I'm like, never heard of them. Never heard yeah. of any, like, you know, usually there's like a reference or two that you're like, oh, that's the person that worked on so-and-so yeah. and was in a Snoop Dogg shoot and they did it. No car facts at all, but got a million followers. Like, how do you know a million people? Yeah. How do people, a million people know you have never brought your name up? But that exists now. And those yeah. folks who, who are like getting a million following from a TikTok, can literally wake up and make content. Like there's a guy yeah. right now, one of my favorite on uh on TikTok and IG named uh, Mike Cakes. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, does he make beats on no, there or no? No, no. He's he's the one that he has uh the down bad guy where mm. he'll be like uh it'll be like a like a really like like sexual video. Mm. Like another one was like was like a uh, an egg that had teeth and had a tongue, and then like they'll show the video and then it'll, it'll go to him and he's like sweating with these glasses on, mm. and it'll be like uh, uh he would like. Um, 
hand me that egg, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, the, the voice, there's like a voiceover that says, uh, but sir, uh, uh, those teeth will, will, will hurt you. I said, yeah. oh, I'm going to do more than get hurt. <laughs> and he'll just like do that. I'm like, he can put in, he can output 15 pieces of content in a week and not yeah. have to run it by any managers or any yeah. kind of middleman or any kind of label or you got to do it. He can just run this content off and then has the ability to delete it if it don't work. Yeah. Like that flexibility is crazy now. Um, yeah, man. Everybody is, is everybody's given playbooks too. Uh, it's just everybody is such a weird it's thing. It's so easy. Yeah, yeah. Where you give up so much game and, and, and just how and process you just you sit on here at and, home and make beats <laughs> and show your screen and so many others do too yeah. where you can like really just watch okay he clicked there yeah, okay man. what and that then imagine if we had that access to like the like Pharrell and and, and Neptune yeah. when they were in their prime we could have saw how they made grinding beat by with clips yeah like, we man. don't have, we didn't, we have that now but I didn't have that access coming right. on right it's man. just so it's just. You know, it's out. Everything is is out there. So, and that's also the pro and a con. That's a con too, because you can dive too much into the stuff too, and just you learn everybody's sure. bad habits. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you gotta, you know, pick your spots. Okay, I'm not feeling a little. Let me get. A, I'm a little stuck. Let me just get this in right before I. Yeah. And then that, let me get to work. Sure, sure. Because you'll sure. find yourself, you know, you six six hours into the plug-in videos and. <laughs> Mastering some, I don't know why some mass. I had my mom over and, and a couple of folks. Just me and mom watching some videos about mastering. You know, nah, just, just. I put on something for it was my mom, my cousin Nicole, her boyfriend D'Artagnan, my my pops, mm -hmm. and so we watched. And so I just put on a mastering video, and then I realized like, this is not for the room. Let me not lose the you room. You read the room well on that like, one. That's, that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. I was, that's good. I, at first, I was trying to. Explain mastering to my mom to bring her into us. Mastering is when they want to make sure the levels of the track is right, mm -hmm. and so blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And she, mm -hmm. All right. and then, <laughs> man, I don't, maybe it's a coincidence, but they, I, I turned to another video, but they left the house like ten minutes after that. I was well, like, the I mastering mean, yeah. video lost the goddamn room. Yeah. Well, you will lose a room. You might lose a room full of producers, and they yeah. do this, and they still like, yeah. But how do you slide the eight away to make it go? Boom, 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 like, what's up with that? Like they don't even want to. They don't even want it. That's for them. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah you know, it's not. Good. That's not. You know, it's not Saturday evening viewing. <laughs> you know, this week I was with my mom. You know, we just watching, watching Sipinsado's place. You know what I'm saying? Just watching a few, a few parametric equalizing videos. Moms was like, you know, giving me some tips. No, that's that's for sure. But I appreciate your time, man. We getting ready to start cooking up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you watching. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Hey, for sure, man. Really Thank you, dog. Like, are you reaching out for the hand? Hey, I, yeah. I didn't know if you just gesturing. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. That would be a weird. That was you know, you know, that's a weird, you know. I'm hide. scarred from that 2 chains thing where, you know, he. I thought he was He was just gesturing at me. I went for the handshake. Yeah. He was not handshaking, yeah. so, so I had to play like, it you off had to on roll, camera. You had to reel that one back in. And so then when you did that, I had a flashback. I was ready for that, too. If that didn't work, I was going to scratch my neck, my leg or something. like I was just going to gesture at you, too. You know what? I had to get my MIDI keyboard if during the session but no I appreciate your time I appreciate show, man. Just being being so open about the answers and everything and for those of you that are watching I greatly appreciate you supporting the Curtis King podcast make sure like this video share it comment and then also for those of you that are listening on the traditional platforms from work from school I appreciate you and I thank you definitely leave a five star rating and some commentary after some things that you resonated with and matter of fact if you do come over to the YouTube leave it in the comments I'm going to pick a best comment 
or a comment that uh, really encapsulates what what happened today. Today is a big deal for the podcast, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, so leave a comment, and I'm going to give a free copy of Table to somebody out there. So greatly appreciate it. Y'all have a good one, like I always say. In this life, you will not be full of life until you decide to live life to its fullest. Once again, it's Curtis King of the Curtis King Podcast. Thank you, Hannibal. Thank you, it. man. Thank you. You know what? What's I want to. I want to. What you going to say? Uh oh. Okay. Here's what I want to do. Jerry Springer, I, final thoughts. Let's go. Because I haven't. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk to my audience enough, probably. <laughs> please do. Please do. Let's let, let talk to them. So, let them know what's going on. And so I think this is a way, since I'm, you know, to, to create an accountability for myself on a, on a release schedule. Because I got a lot of stuff to put out. And it's just, I should put out. And so I'm uh, calling on you all. The camera right here. That, it, to, talk to him right you can there. hold me accountable to dropping a song or freestyle every two weeks. Oh, every two weeks. Every from two this, weeks from the, the the release of this, which is going to be on a Monday. For every two weeks is this, what is, is this dropping on the third? This is dropping on the third. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but would you mind if I included myself in that? I mean, it's good to have somebody within. I mean, we're making the music together. All right. I'm going to definitely hold you to that, man. We're going to get this stuff going. All right, for sure. All right, and I'll, I'll make sure I provide the production. But All right. y'all heard them. Keep them accountable. Yep. All right, I'm going to holler at y'all. Have a good one. All Peace. Right.